Again we are still on Revelation chapter 4. Bado tuko katika kitabu cha ufunuo sura ya 4. He says after this I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. Anasema baada ya mambo haya nilitazama nami nikaona mbele yangu mlango uliowazi mbinguni. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet. Nayo ile sauti niliyokuwa nimeisikia hapo kwanza ikisema nami kama tarumbeta. Said. Ikasema Come up here. Njoo hapa juu. And I will show you what must take place after this. Nami nitakuonyesha yale ambayo hayanabudi kutokea baada ya haya. And I explained to you the other time. Nami niliwaelezea wakati ule mwingine. That after this refer to all those events in chapter 1, chapter 2. Chapter 3 of the book of Revelation. Baada ya hii inamaanisha matukio hayo yote kwenye kitabu cha Ufunuo ya kwanza, ya pili na ya tatu. When he was conversationing with the church. Wakati alipokuwa anazungumza pamoja na kanisa. And preparing the church. Na kuandaa kanisa. And instructing the church on how to prepare for the rapture, the coming of the Messiah, kulia, the kingdom of God. Na kuliagiza kanisa ya jinsi ya kujiandaa kwa ajili ya unyakuzi kuja kwa masia ufalme wa Mungu. Vastu he says. Anasema, At once I was in the spirit. Roho, and there before me was a throne in heaven. And Vastu in King James says after this I was in the spirit. Roho, and behold. Natazama, a throne was set in heaven. Mbinguni, and one sat on the throne na mtu mmoja akakikalia kiti hicho so he's talking about a throne set the other version say a throne standing na tafsiri zingine husema ya kwamba enzi imesimama so he say kwa hivyo anasema that the moment he enters heaven ya kwamba wakati anapoingia mbinguni then the first thing he realizes halafu jambo la kwanza analogundua is that inside heaven ni ya kwamba ndani ya mbingu When you enter heaven the kingdom of God inside heaven that inside heaven immediately you enter there the throne of God is the central feature inside heaven is the most important installation inside heaven the most important thing in heaven is that when you enter like this then you realize that the throne is at the center of heaven and he that sits on the throne that God is at the center of all the activities of heaven the God who created heaven and earth is saying that immediately you get into heaven then you see the throne of God standing which represents his majesty his power his reign his authority his splendor and so he is seated on the throne and all the activities of heaven have to operate in they have to serve the throne he that created heaven and earth is in other words asking us even you church of christ even you humanity down there on the earth the earth i created i created all creation and place the throne of god at the center of creation that everybody created must serve the throne of god up here in heaven when you just enter the first most important installation you see is the throne of god at the center of heaven the center of life in heaven and everybody is serving the throne and he that sits on the throne so how about you down on the earth you the nations i created have you also served have your lives rotated gravitated around the throne of god and he that sits on the throne
Hi. Hey. Then there is a problem. Because in heaven, everybody is always thinking about the throne, focused on the throne, serving the throne, worshiping at the throne, praising at the throne, before the throne. Hey. Serving the throne, worshiping at the throne, praising at the throne, standing before the throne, in the presence of the throne. And he created the earth. Expecting. That even you on the earth. All your life will rotate. Gravitate around the throne of God. Serving the throne. Worshiping at the throne. Praising at the throne. Standing before the throne. Hey. Is that really what the people of the earth have done with their lives? Hey. Okay, let's put the people aside. But is that really what the church of Christ, who knows better, is that what she has done with her life on the earth? Kuliko wengine. There is a problem right away when you read verse 1, verse 2. Because he's saying, when he entered heaven, and right away was the throne. And you see the way the Lord set up his throne. His majesty was to be able to transmit his power his reign, his dominion, his authority, his might, his splendor. There is so much. Can you allow me to continue tonight? Do you understand why the earth has to repent right away? The rapture is not a joke. The rapture is not a debate. It's not when I want or when I don't want. If I want, I'll take it. Uh, let me think about it. No, it is very central to the God of heaven. To Jehovah Yahweh, my friend. Jehovah Elohim. The Lord of hosts, my friend. It is so important to the Lord of hosts. And so the panoramic window through which we see the coming dispensation through which we see the tribulation that you have already tasted courtesy of these two prophets. You have not tasted tribulation, but you have tasted some of the happenings that will take place there. And the purpose is one, to deter you from sliding into the tribulation. Restrain you from fooling around with your salvation. To restrain you from rejecting holiness. To cause you to awaken your souls to the gravity and seriousness of your Christian salvation. That you may take your Christian salvation very seriously. That you may stop playing around with holiness. That you may center righteousness in your life. Because it will not be good. Because you can see that window that, that shows you what is coming. It is showing you clips of showing you coronavirus and the crippling of the earth. It is showing you Haiti earthquake, Chile earthquake, Nepal, Mexico, and Peru earthquakes. It's showing you tsunamis, hurricanes. Showing you people committing suicide. Mortuary is full. Dead bodies strewn and poured into, into mass graves. The plague of locusts. That is what that window is showing you. The global economic collapse and loss of jobs. 
and failing to pay rent and being thrown out with your family because your company laid you off what is coming you can see the enormous global economic crisis that is coming in the great tribulation you can see here now it's already beginning to show you the signs you're in the middle of paying your mortgage and making your car payments or buying your land then all of a sudden you lose your job and then there is repossession and all what everything the distress that is coming has been clearly flashed to this generation that you may make the right choice. What a love from God the Father. And he's saying, you have seen the Beirut explosions. And you are being told that when the Newton star comes and knocks out New York City, and knocks out Frankfurt and Berlin and knocks out London and you hear, you hear that Sydney is gone Sydney has fallen Sydney Australia has fallen and then you hear Seoul South Korea is the one is the latest has just fallen also the Lord is throwing stones to the earth and those stones are neutral stars and they're exploding like one zillion fold what you know of a hydrogen bomb Beirut explosion bloodshed in wars in Iraq in Syria Libya war everywhere globally including Mexico drug wars everywhere in the Congo where any country where there is war and divorces and HIV AIDS you have seen so that window is now clear of what is coming but now I am showing you the panoramic window of another destination another location I'm using the book of Revelation chapter 4 to give you a panoramic window of the kingdom of glory the new Jerusalem the powerful mansions the kingdom where there will be no more pain no more cancer no explosions no more disease no mortuaries no reap for the dead no funeral directors no mourning hallelujah no diabetes no cancer no leukemia no divorce, no unemployment. No warning. Say there is a bad weather coming. You need to hide. A tornado is coming. Who would not want to go there? And I'm telling you that in that kingdom when you just enter like this. And that's why every time he brings me to heaven, you hear me saying, and I stood before the throne of God and he brought me to his throne. The throne of God is the central item in the kingdom of God, every life revolves around the throne. There is nobody with a group meeting somewhere, drinking busa, or doing something else wherever. Hapana, everybody serving the throne of God, and he that sits on the throne. Hallelujah. You don't hear that some group is on this side doing their own thing. No. Every life in the kingdom of heaven rotates, gravitates around the throne of God and he that sits on the throne. And that's why he's wondering that I created the heaven and the earth to worship me, to serve me. Why is it that down there they have rebels and their lives are now focused on something else? If you ask somebody now tuned in today, before the service came in. How many times did you think about God? Or serving Him? 
Someone will say no me I was too busy at work. I had to finish quickly and run to catch up with the sermon. I tell you. Mankind has rebelled against the Lord. They are too busy with their own lives. And God comes to them maybe once in a week if they go to church at all. Mankind did not understand that their lives were supposed to rotate around the throne, around the majesty of God. Around serving God. Around pursuing righteousness to be acceptable before him. Around the holiness of God. I, I tell you. And so, Let's turn somewhere first. Just to explore, explore a little bit. We don't have much time. Daniel, the book, the book of Daniel chapter 7. Verses 9 and 10. I looked. As I looked. Thrones were set in place. And the ancient of days took his seat. That is God the Father, my friend. His clothing was as white as snow. And his, on his, the hair on his head as white like wool. And his throne was flaming with fire. And its wheels were all ablaze. And the river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands they served him. They attended him. 10,000 times 10,000 they stood before him meaning worshipping him to stand before the Lord is to minister unto the Lord to worship the Lord the courts where the court was seated and the books were open. So you see now, when John C. looks at heaven, when he arrives, then he finds that the most important installation, institution of heaven, the most important installation, institution, the most important not building I'm just trying to help her the most important institution there is the throne of God you cannot even it cannot escape your eyes you cannot even escape it seeing it when you enter heaven John the apostle the first thing is the throne of God and that every life must serve the throne everything is around the throne and he that sits on the throne and the lamb and then now when Daniel has a chance to look at heaven when the Lord lifts him up into heaven and then he sees the throne. He saw the thrones being set. And Yahweh, my friend, Haversheli, seated on the throne. Let us look at Isaiah. That you may understand that the throne of God is the centerpiece of heaven. He says, in Isaiah chapter 6, in the year that King Uziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne high and lifted up high and exalted and the train of his robe filled the temple and above him were seraphim each with six wings with two wings they covered their faces and with two wings they covered their feet 
And with two other wings, they were serving the Lord, flying around the throne, serving the Lord. And they were calling out one another. Holy! Holy! Holy is the Lord Almighty! The Yahweh of hosts is three times holy. The whole earth was, is full of his glory. And the threshold shook. And the temple was filled with smoke. And woe unto me, I cried. I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. And mine eyes have seen the Lord. Have seen the King. The Lord Almighty. Verse 6. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with the call, a live call in his hands which he had taken with tongues from the altar. With it he touched my mouth. And he said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. So, when now Isaiah sees heaven, the Lord lifts Isaiah up and brings him to heaven. The first thing he sees, the throne of Yahweh. Hallelujah! The Lord created the heavens and the earth. And he intended, he designed such that the throne of God would be the center of life. So the people of the earth, the church of Christ, has the throne of God. And he that sits on the throne in the center of your life, if not, we need to repent tonight. I told you there is so much we need to get here. And also, Isaiah realizes that when you come before the throne, the first thing that overwhelms you is the tremendous holiness of God. And that holiness and the radiance of the righteousness of God the first thing it does when you see that, then you come to a realization of the unbelievable sinfulness of sin. That's why Isaiah is crying, look, I'm sinful. And Israel is sinful. My people are also sinful. And yet we are made for this king. How will we survive before this king? He begins to cry out that we are finished. Let us go back to John again, to the book of Revelation that when John is inside heaven. I tell you, time flies. And there's so much I'm fire packed with instruction from Yahweh that you may enter. And he says here, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit. We are reading Revelation chapter 4. For those tuned in. When Isaiah entered and stood before the throne of God, the radiance of the holiness of God the radiance of the righteousness of God splashed on him and he realized his dead meat he's finished, he's ruined and he cried out I am a man of unclean lips I have been raised in a community of unclean people the sinfulness of sin is the first thing that hits you the deadliness of sin is the first thing that hits you. And when John appears and stands before the throne of God, the first thing that strikes him is the throne of God. 
And then he that sat there, he was shining with the brilliance of Jasper. The radiance of his holiness was like diamond that is one trillion times with a lot of light on you like this. Hey, the holiness of God is the first thing that strikes you. When you stand before the throne of God where I've been going and taking the leaves, do you now understand me? Why I go all over the world rebuking sin? Do you now understand me why I'm calling for repentance without which you cannot survive in the kingdom? You cannot enter. Every nation I go to, I call for repentance and return to holiness. Why? Because when you stand there, the jasper is like diamond and is radiant more because he's on the throne. So the glory of God was splashing on him like one trillion diamonds with light on you like this. Can you tell them unbearable? Unbearable holiness of God is what strikes you. And the sinfulness of man, the sinfulness of sin, the deadliness of sin, the dangers of sin. So John saw the jasper and like carnelian. You know carnelian is a bit more like reddish like this. We're going to see in a moment. And then jasper is just brilliant. It talks about the majesty of God, the radiance of his glory, the splendor of God, the brilliance of the throne. Hey, magnificence of holiness of God. Why is the church in sin? How will you survive there? How will you even get there? You cannot. It is too holy. You cannot. You will not. The first thing when you come before the throne, what strikes you is the brilliance and the radiance and the splendor and the magnificence of the holiness of he who sits on the throne. His name is Yahweh. You cannot survive there. With the sin you see in the church today. What number are we globally? We are number one. What a mighty, mighty message for them to get. You cannot survive in heaven before God in the condition that the church has today. You cannot. There has to be a global repentance. No way. Today is a day of repentance. Because when Isaiah saw, the, when he brought him into heaven, the first thing he saw, the throne of Yahweh, the throne of the Lord of hosts. And life all over, the whole life in heaven, rotating around the throne. Serving the throne, worshipping before the throne, standing before the throne. How about the creation that he created on the earth? Why are they spending all their time on other things? Nobody thinks about Yahweh. Hey. The throne of God. The throne of I'd have volume. The throne of God. The throne of Yahweh was supposed to be the centerpiece of your life as a creation, as a church, as a believer. And that's why they have not focused on the throne on the earth here until they have found other gods and now gone to idol gods and worship. How? When the throne of God is the major installation in the life of creation. 
heaven and earth. How can you worship another? When the throne of God is supposed to be the center of your life, whether at work or at home. But today people don't even think about God. Isaiah sees. And he collapses, he crumbles. And when now John sees, he says like Jasper, glowing as if you have brought the entire sun and you pass the light through one, one Jasper like this to 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 mulika to flash on him illuminate him he cannot stand it and for you to understand this better the lord is saying jesus said let not your hearts be troubled trust in god trust also in me but from now on I'm going there to prepare a permanent dwelling for you therefore from now on I expect at all your life all your heart all your soul all your strength will be focused on the throne of God hallelujah worshipping him serving him preparing for him where is room for the things of the earth the kingdom of God is mighty. It is a splendor. Magnificent. Powerful. The authority is unbelievable, astounding. Unimaginable. Do you understand when I said with the leaves? And the only thing the Lord ensured that you believe have come from there is that your cripples got up and walked. But today now you can see the things I confront when the Lord brings me there. The dread of God. Hey, you think it's a joke to call him from that throne and come in the cloud in Kisumu and crown me, settle on my head over that tent. Give me a crown of himself. Hey, like you see now and crown me like that with his own glory. Do you think it's a joke? God is not a joke. Do you think it's a joke? To leave that splendor of the throne and say that my friend has called me. I have been called. I gotta go. I have been called. Let me go. I need to go. And the heavenly host must have been wondering, where is he heading to? And they are following. He's going to visit his friend and then crown me like this with own glory, with himself to establish this generation that don't touch these prophets. Don't try. Listen to them lest you don't enter. Don't touch them. Listen to them. And if you fool around and you don't obey them, you don't enter. They have authority. Whatever they say, I do for them. Do you think it's a joke for him to leave the splendor of his throne with zillions of angels serving him? Hey. Hey. And that's why he's saying he expected that even you on the earth as part of his creation you're spending 24-7 thinking about him, worshipping him, fearing him, revering him, adoring him, praising him, lying down in adoration. Anatarajia that you should be worshipping him praising him serving him blessing him adoration lying down before him and just awed you are awed at the wonder he is 
But to fool around with Yahweh to the extent that you worship other gods. Oy, unless you don't know Jehovah Yahweh, the God of Israel, my friend. If you know him, you cannot worship another. And so what is the message here? He's saying, oh, into this splendor here and the majesty, he expects that the instruction to you is separation, separation, separation from the decay of the world. Separation from the life of the earth. Separation from the world. He expects that that is now your modus operandi. That is now your instruction. That is your motto. That is your marching orders to separate from moral decay and sin. Because of the mighty splendor that the throne is, just by that might, astounding fear, reverence, brilliance, magnificence, power, authority, just that alone causes me to crumble and begin to separate. And that's why Jesus said, Don't worry about these small things here. Focus on the throne of Yahweh. Focus on heaven. Focus on Yahweh. Time is not on my side. The book of Revelation 21. Verses 10 on. To understand the jasper. That is the radiance of the glory of holiness of God. The book of Revelation chapter 21. Turn with me. Verses 10 and 11. He says the following Revelation 21 10 11. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high. And he showed me the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God himself. It shone with the glory of God. And his brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like Jasper. Hallelujah! Jasper. The radiance when he looked, he trembled. Be speaking the holiness of God, the radiance of the holiness of God, the holiness of the presence of God. Hey. No, 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 not this one here. Jasper is white. Jasper is total brilliance like light, like these lights here, like you have put the old sun and passed it through diamond. There is nothing on the earth that can be used to describe the throne of God. Words fail me. Words cannot fit in. There is no symbolism you can even apply. So why has the church and the pastors settled to the food of here and now? The gospel of food here and now. And yet there is so much eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, minds have not perceived of the treasure God has put in store for you. Here and up, here, here and now. The gospel of the stomach. Get some little money, buy unga, some meat, eat something. Give me those curtains and saucepans, I sell them. I pick them again so I can buy food. Hey! When there is so much splendor, unspeakable, indescribable, in store for the church. Amba hawazi kwa lezeka, amba umewe kwa kwa jili ya kanisa. 
And he says, the jewels, the radiance, the brilliance, like a jasper. And he says, it is clear as crystal, like glass, but glass that has corners, like diamond glass crystal. And then you take the whole light of the sun, you pass through it. Hey. Talking about the majesty of God. The radiance of his glory. The magnificence of his throne and presence. The shine and the brilliance of his righteousness. Showing about the radiance of his holiness. He's talking about the illumination of his purity that God is separated eternally from sin. He's pure and holy forever. He has no part in sin. That is what this brilliance is transmitting. Hey. Are the present day pastors in Canada, in the US and Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Africa, Asia, are you aware in the islands? I wish I had time. I wish I had time. And then, see, then it says Revelation chapter 4. Let me touch one more thing, then we'll come back to you. Then we'll close it. We'll close it to one more revival session and close it. And it says Revelation chapter 4, verse 3 now. It says, And the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper. And Carnelian. And so the Lord puts that. Even the holy metals that the treasures metal that he put uh, in the chest of the high priest in Israel. Saying that look the God of Israel. But he puts that and the radiance is overwhelming. It's absolutely awesome. Overpowering. Astounding, indescribable, unspeakable. And he goes on to say, Part B of verse 3 A rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. A rainbow. Resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Genesis chapter 9, 11 to 15. That you may understand what Yahweh is saying. Genesis chapter 9, 11 15. He says, I establish. My covenant with you never again will all life be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the whole earth. Verse 12 And God said this is the sign of the covenant that I am making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. Verse 13 of Genesis 9. I have set my rainbow in the cloud. And I'll be, this will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember 
my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind I will remember never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life hey. and so John says when he was standing there and he's looking at the majesty the majestic throne of the Lord Yahweh God the creator the God of Israel the mighty one the blessed one of Israel my own friend when he was standing there facing the throne that is unbelievable then he sees the radiance of his holiness coming out like Jasper and Carnelian like you take the light of the whole sun you pass through the crystals of diamond and you splash on yourself you go down you go down on your stomach you will go down Hey, you, you will lie down. You will be down. Utashtuka you are down. You'll be shocked you are down. And then he says that while he's there then he sees a rainbow like an emerald surrounding the throne and circling the throne the Lord saying I am holy so be holy in the radiance like this jasper and the rainbow and the Lord, the Lord saying I am a covenant keeping God I keep covenant my covenant with men I keep it is you that always let me down in the covenant I never default from my covenant only you default but I am a covenant keeping God and the rainbow came after he destroyed the earth then he said he would not again so he raised the rainbow Meaning, the rainbow encircling the throne announces and announces. It announces that this is God of mercy. I am the God of mercy. I am the God of grace. I'm the God of forgiveness. I'm the God who's 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 uh, long enduring, who is long enduring, long suffering. My patience is long suffering. The God of grace. Because the last time I destroyed the whole earth because of sin, it was in the days of Noah. But I've seen a lot of sin on the earth. Even worse than the days of Noah. And look, I have not yet destroyed the earth. But be careful now. I am a covenant keeping God. I keep my covenant to those that keep my covenant. Those that respect my covenant, I keep covenant with them. The God of mercy. God of grace. God of forgiveness. God of repentance. Hey. And he's saying that next, be careful now. Next time I'm going to set the earth on fire. This time it will be by fire. Hey, pronouncing the mercy of God. The grace of God that look, despite all this sin here, people are abusing him every day. He has not yet destroyed everybody on the earth. We will continue with this sermon. 
Probably on Wednesday. Because Wednesday we have a big revival also. But listen, blessed people. The Lord is speaking very clearly. And he's crying out a generation. He's saying, I don't know where the misunderstanding came in from. For you to think, that because I brought the grace of Jesus now I am not holy now I can tolerate sin I don't know where the confusion came from and entered the church of Christ and he's saying he is absolutely holy and if there's anything about Yahweh that never changes from the eternity of the eternities into the eternities of the eternities it is the holiness of God so let us repent tonight take advantage of this hour let us take advantage of this hour when the window is still open the window of repentance those who want to receive him now strictly based on the gravity of this message just lift up your hands very high up very high and say precious dear Jesus I surrender totally to you tonight and open up the door of my heart total and receive you in my heart tonight as my Lord and my Savior please establish holiness in my heart and righteousness in my life and establish your word in my heart and Pour the Holy Spirit to fill my heart. And command my steps to the glorious eternal kingdom of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Tonight I'm born again. Amen. If you have said that prayer, Jesus loves you. We will see you next time. Jesus loves you. The Lord Jesus loves you very much. And I want to say this to you. That he will not put you to shame. Some of you feared to take Jesus. Because of friends and acquaintances. You feared they would leave you. But look now. Look at me. I walk alone with the Lord. The two prophets of Yahweh. But we have greater company than seven, eight billion people. Look at the joy that throbs from my heart and my face. Just to know that Jehovah God, the ultimate power is your friend is on your side. The greatest power ever be. The power over life. And destiny. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't fear to testify Jesus. And now you pray in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mightiest name of Jesus. That's how you pray. And you read the book of John and you separate away from sin. The Holy Spirit will help you. Let us go straight into the revival meeting. Just one single event we're going to present before you and that is it. The Lord bless you. Toda shalom. Toda shalom.